You're listening to the You Don't Know Me Yet Podcast Network. Hello, this is Troy Knowles, and I'm here with Me Time with Stephanie. Special guest, Russell Kelly. Off to you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Me Time with Stephanie Boutet, and I, I'm just excited that you're here. I'm so sorry, Mr. I'm Kelly. I'm excited to be here. And I wanted to just tell us who you are, Mr. Kelly. Uh, I'm Russell Kelly. Um, my background is business. My degree is in accounting, um, businessman in New Orleans. But um, besides all that, um, I'm the father of a 34-year-old severely autistic daughter. Her name is Jay Brianna Kelly. And um, um, like I was mentioning to the producer earlier, I describe her as my joy and my pain because it caused a whole lot of pain. Me as a father, my first child, my first girl uh, uh, being diagnosed as autistic at the age of two years old. So let me tell you, I, was, I follow you on Facebook. I I saw your interviews in New Orleans, and I called and I reached out to you because it touched my spirit, it touched my heart, because I have a grandson that's artistic. And like I said, I never, I always knew he was special, but on another level. And so it's like our, our kids get identified with so many um, labels and so forth, but I just thought he was going to probably be the next Barack Obama because I would <laughs> pick up things that the other my other grandkids wouldn't identify with. But when I spoke with you, you said something that really got me going because that's why I invited you here because I want you to come at least once a month to visit with my audience and do your thing. I didn't know there were levels of autism. Yes. Please share that with me. Yes, Jade is severe. Uh, I'll tell you how um, I first noticed or recognized something was different with Jade. When she was about two years old, um, I would take her out in this big park, and um, there was a road, river road, about 30 yards away. And I started walking back to the apartment. I said, Jade, come on with Daddy. She ran the opposite way. I knew something was wrong. Then I got in, the, I brought her in her bedroom, and she was in the crib. I turned away from the door, and I slammed the door, and she didn't flinch. And so uh, I broke down on my knees, and I cried. And I was like, God, my daughter is deaf. I thought she was deaf, not knowing about autism. So um, her mother and I, who I was married to at the time, we brought her to Children's Hospital in New Orleans. And there was this uh, old-school uh, female doctor. She looked at the splashes on her arm, uh, on her hands and what have you, and she stated, uh, I think your daughter has autism. She's autistic. And we were like, what is that? And so she went further to explain to us that their brain don't function the way, um, you know, normal people, if you will, uh, function. And so um, I was devastated. I was devastated. Because I had heard of autism in kids or individuals and they had all these great talents, but we didn't see any different, uh, ex you know, talent, uh, extreme talent in Jade. And I, I'll share this right quick. Um, I used to be crazy about Janet Jackson. And my wife at the time, um, one of my Christmas gifts was Rhythm Nation, mm -hmm. the DVD. 
And I put it in Christmas morning, and Jay stood in front of the television and watched it over and over and over again. Until this day, if Jade is not at the ark or is not uh, uh, being um, challenged uh, physically to do something, she's lying in her bed watching Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation, over and over again. So again, um, she's at the severe side of the spectrum. What do you make of that? Um, I, I, I always knew, I, well, I always had a feeling that Jade was autistic because of me. All right? And she was diagnosed at two, like I said. They did this DNA testing, blood testing. And the reason for Jade's autism is she has a chromosome translocation. Her Ford broke off and attached to her eight, and her eight broke off and attached to her Ford. That was done 32 years ago. So going through my challenges in life, my journey in life, in, on January 20th, 2020, I went and had the same DNA testing done. My Ford broke off and attached to my eight. My eight broke off and attached to my Ford. So I have the same chromosome translocation. And what I make of it is I'm dealing with it better now, and the therapy was my book, but I still deal with the pain every day because I know Jade is autistic because of me. So that's really interesting that you share that because my son, my grandson that's autistic is his son. And so when my son found out that his son was autistic, I remember him come calling me feeling the same way you did. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Carter is special. Oh, my goodness. You know, I didn't even look at it the way he did. And I was like, he, he's doing things on his own time. He don't have to worry about this. He's, you know, in my mind, I'm just thinking, like, he's going to have a whole different life because he's not going to get caught up in everything that society tells us that we need to get caught up in. Exactly. And that, to me, that's special. And for you to say that, I'm just like, I want you to share with me Black women, black moms, white, just moms in general, probably have a totally different out. You see how I looked at it? Yes, yes. But dads don't look at it like no, that. No. Um, I, 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 I'll tell you, like they say, um, a, 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 a girl's first love is a father. A son's first love is his mother. Um, um, I'll tell you what I look at and how I look at it. I, I, I feel uh, God gives certain people certain chores, if you will, in life and certain responsibilities and certain blessings, and Jay was my blessing. I'll tell you the, 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 the um, bind that she and I uh, have. Uh, Jay wore a pamper until she was five years old. I changed her pamper until she was five years old. Um, Jay, the first time I got Jay to use to have a bowel movement on the toilet, I sat on top of her, and I was like, Jay, you're not getting up until you finish, until you let it go. Another experience, uh, we were in, uh, myself, her, her mother, my mama, my brother, his kids, two kids. We were in um, Orlando for Disney World. And Jade was walking around like, um, we knew something was wrong. She wouldn't, eat, she wouldn't eat. And her mother brought her to the restroom, tried to get her to regurgitate through up or what have you. She didn't. Brought her back outside. In the middle of the mall, I cuffed my hands. And I said, Jade threw up in daddy's hands. She threw up in my hands. I put it in the garbage can and washed her hands, and she was fine the rest of the trip. So those are 
the things that make me know that Jade is special, but God blessed her with a special father at the same time. Um, um, as I was telling the producer earlier, I'm in the French market in New Orleans with my book. And so many mothers and grandmothers of autistic kids cry because they don't hear fathers, the men, do and say what I'm saying. But I'm sorry. I, oh, could, go, I could go on I and could, on. And I, I could listen to you all day long. And so one of the things that, please t tell us a little bit about your book. Just share your book with us so the audience could know who you are and how to get your book. I, I want to get your book out. All right. Uh, well, it's, the website is www.daddies, D-A-D-D-Y-S, cry2, and that's the T-O-O dot U-S. Um, like I said, my book was my therapy. And the way I came about writing it was uh, my son, Jay's brother, he was, uh, he was at Tuskegee. And he came home for the summer, he was a lifeguard. And he noticed I was always, like, sad you know, quiet while he was in the house or what have you. And um, so one day he texted me. He called me Pop. Uh, he said, Pop, have you ever thought about writing a book? I said, no, not really. He said, well, I am currently reading Iceberg Slim's book, and your life is far more, much more interesting than his. You should write a book. And I started writing then. And as I started writing, I would cry. Because of the pain. And like I say, it became my therapy. So I would look forward to writing my book because I was able to release my pain. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Me time with Stephanie. I start off with my book with, um, I bought a crack house for $2,500 in the early 1990s. I renovated into a restaurant. And I named it after Jade. It was called Jade's Jazzy Soul Food Joint. And 99.9% .9 of my employees were ex-convicted felons and single females on welfare. And what I was doing was I wanted to show the world, show the community, well, introduce them to autism because no one really knew about autism then. And showing that you can take any unfortunate situation and turn it into a positive situation. And that's what I've done with my book. Because I leave no stones unturned. Uh, I talk about the pain, how it ran me. I have, I made a, a, a third child while I was married. I, because of pain, I was looking for that that to release that pain. But I didn't know at the time what it was. Oh, I thought I was, uh, Russell, you this, this uh, strong businessman, this smart businessman. You could have any woman you want. You could have any car you want. You could have any house you want. Not knowing I was running from that pain, but my book brought me full circle. So Jade, Jade is, is, has made you the man that you are today, yes. basically. That's yes. what you're saying. And I am now listening to you. I think about my grandson. Mm -hmm. And I... Remember when I didn't know that he was artistic, he would cry all the time for no reason. Same. Just cry, cry, cry. And he yes. was kind of, I used to call him my loner grandbaby. 
<laughs> That's because he never want. He would play, he would laugh and play in the corner by himself. So when I would when I'd have all my grandkids, I would put him in the tub by himself, and I wouldn't let him take a bath with his brother or his cousins. He would I would let because he was my lona grandbaby. All right. But when I look back, I used to put him in the cry room, not knowing that because I was like I'm a. I, I thought he was just being super spoiled by his yes. parents and you know grandmother coming in. Oh, I'm gonna break him out of that because if he goes to a babysitter, they're not gonna put up with that. Yeah. And so I would put him in the cry room every time he would cry for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? I treated him normal. Mm-hmm. I never treat even after I found out he was artistic. Till this day, I I don't treat him any differently. But I do know he understood the cry room because when he would cry, when I would come in town, I would say, okay, if you cry for no reason, I'm going to put you in the cry room. And he would just stop. It's, so he knew. So we, so now I'm, I'm understanding. And the more I spend time with you and the more I talk to you, the more I read your book and the more yes. I, I visit. I love your interviews, by the way. It kind of helps me. And, and my son is on the way, so you'll get to meet him. I really, That's great. I, I'm so anxious for you guys to meet because he's a dad like you. Yes. And he's, I always tell my, my mother, I said, if something was to happen to the boys, mom, they'll be fine because my son is really active. He's at school all the time. He knows, like, um, he's just got his first haircut. So, you know, that was a challenge. Yeah. And he knows. It's like he's just like you. He knows how to um, be that dad for Carter without making him feel different. So I appreciate it, and I want to thank you. You're welcome. I, 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 I'll tell you something about the normalcy. Um, to this day, I'm the only person Jade rides in the front seat of a car with. And I started her when she was eight years old. Um, normally she'll grab the steering wheel, she'll shift gears, she'll jump out, or what have you. And um, everyone who, like most of them, they put her in the third seat, put a child lock on, or what have you. But I take her to dinner. They live about 25 miles from me. I take her to dinner every week, and she looks so forward to coming out that door, jumping in that front seat like normal. You know, like normal. I've always treated her normal. Just the look on your face, I visualize it. I could literally see Jade right now. And I could see you <laughs> right now in that, that image. Like, both of you guys just smiling and happy to see each other. Wow. Thank you again, Russell. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to share with us? In yeah, the I, I, I want to add um, the reason why, like some people ask me, well, why did you title your book? Daddy, cry too, with the S in parentheses. And the reason being is, about 10 years ago, I was at home in New Orleans, and the deputy sheriff rung my doorbell. So I go to the door, open the door, he served me a subpoena. Once Jade made 21, if she didn't have her parents in her life, the state would take over everything. So her mother and her her stepfather brought me into court and they stripped me of all my legal rights to my daddy. I don't have, to this day, I don't have any legal rights to Jay. And I cried from Edgar, Louisiana, back to New Orleans. And I'm a person who, I didn't cry at my mama's funeral. I didn't cry at my daddy's funeral. I didn't cry at my two sisters' funeral. I was had that hard heart with that pain, but that broke me. And what people don't understand also is, I used to get Jade and Joe and Russell every other weekend. 
I bathed Jade till she was 18 years old. I didn't like it. She didn't like it. She's autistic. She would look in the mirror and just cry hard through frustration. So when all my legal rights were taken from me and given to him, I cried. And I'm telling Jade, Daddy cried too. See? Okay. I get it. Because of my frustration, <coughs> our frustration, um, it's two different people, but frustration is frustration. Pain is pain. And that's why I titled it Daddy Cry Too. And then I'm saying daddies because it's more than me crying too. And, you know, as we, this journey together, you're going to be here, right? Yes, yes. This journey together, I want you to share more about the book and the journey. But my ultimate goal is I want you to be able to help fathers, mothers in our community. Yes. It's, it's like, it's not a taboo. Because we, we, we know so many kids that are autistic. I, I've met kids that were autistic, and I didn't know they were autistic, and I thought the parents were just bad parents, yes. not knowing. But I think it's time that we start having these type of discussions, and I think it's time for us to really be involved. And I think it's time for dads to understand that they didn't do anything wrong. And I think it's time for moms to understand that they shouldn't treat their kids any different because cause all our kids, I think are kids that are, t- are, t- are, that are artistic, are just so special. Yes. I just think that they're doing everything on their own time. Um, the world just wasn't ready for them. Yes. We're not ready for them, and and you better get ready. <laughs> I have a question. I agree. Yes. Mr. Kelly, <clears throat> you, by all measures, you're a successful man, um, and that was maybe how you set out, right? Yes. How did your success make you feel that um, you had a daughter who um, wasn't able to function like all other things in your life have been able to function to what you wanted it to be? Um, I felt like a failure. Uh, I felt like a failure. Um, I, 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 I had become so depressed uh, because I was so successful in one way. I bought two square city blocks. I asked, I asked uh, one of my mentors, uh, he's passed and going away now, but Ask him, how do you change neighborhoods? He's saying square blocks. I start driving around the city of New Orleans. I bought two square city blocks of blight. I can do that. After Hurricane Katrina, um, one of my friends uh, kind of peed me off, wouldn't give another friend a contract. I went and got my own contract, went from one crew, did $8 million in eight months. So business was easy for me, but I could never change my daughter being autistic. I would be like, I'm a Zulu member in New Orleans. And if you come in the yard in the alley where we smoke cigars or what have you, you always see me standing to the back. It's because I kind of feel guilty. I, I, I should enjoy myself, but I can't enjoy myself because I can't change my daughter's situation, disability. Um, um, like I said, I had gotten, I had become so depressed. And like I told uh, someone before, I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to live. That's how it impacted me. I literally pawned my nine millimeter because I didn't want to hurt myself and I didn't want to hurt someone else. Um, There were days I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, um, I was just buried in depression and pain, but thank God. 
when I started writing that book. It uplifted me. They always say when you start writing it down and books can be therapeutic. Yes. I hear that all the time. You know, I've been asked to write books before, but I, I said nobody's ready for my book. Yet. <laughs> so I have to wait. <laughs> Is nobody ready or are you not ready? No, I'm ready. I think the people around me, they're, they're, they're not ready for the conversations that I'm ready to have because I have a journey. A good one, but I have a journey. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Me time with Stephanie. Well, I hear you thanking God and you seem to be a spiritual, religious man. How did that affect your faith in God, uh, knowing that you were blessed and you felt like you were cursed at the same time? Um, it didn't make me think any less of God. It didn't make me bitter towards God or anyone. It's just, again, I felt that I was the chosen one. And uh, like you say on my Facebook page, sometimes when it's in my spirit, I hashtag it with chosen one, the chosen one. Um, so I, I could never get mad at God. It's just anyone who know me um, knows that I own whatever I do. Whatever's dealt to me, I own it. And uh, uh, again, uh, my God, God, the highest power there is, uh, I never questioned him. One time I was like, why me? When I was at that point to where I don't want to live anymore. Why me, God? Why me, God? My brothers, my two brothers and my two sisters who are gone, they are, they're, they're kids. I'm the baby. Their kids are normal, what you would call normal. And um, why me? But um, again, um, God choose certain people for certain things, and that's why God chose me to be here today thank, thanking you. You know, I have, a, I have a question for you, and I'm just thinking out loud. Yes. It sounds to me when your daughter was two years old, you and your wife at the time were very, very involved, yes. very, very dedicated to Jade. And so as, and I speak from the heart. Yes. So if you're uncomfortable answering. No, I ask any question. Okay. It doesn't matter. And so as, as, as you guys were growing together, but yet apart, and she remarried and whatever, and you said that she took you to court with her husband, and how is that relationship right now? Because I, I asked that because I'm kind of like upset just well, to hear that you don't have any rights to your baby, the one that you dedicated so much of your life to. So I, can you just share that? With well, you? about two years ago, my birthday is June 21st. I think his birthday is June 27th. I took him to dinner for his birthday. Um, prior to that, um, Joe's birthday is in October, and at the time I had a pool at my house. I had the pool party. He fell asleep on my sofa. I fell asleep on their sofa. Uh, and who's Job? Job is my son. Okay. And uh, that's the relationship we had then. But once... I published my book. He stopped speaking to me. Um, when I went to bring Jade her gifts, Christmas gifts, the Saturday before Christmas, when I walked up to the door, rung the doorbell, you can see through the door, the glass, him coming. He sees me, he detour and go another way. Jade came to the door. Just panties, and that's it. Nothing else on. 
And Jade wears uh, double D, triple D. She has big breasts. And I could have went up, went in the cement. Because he was standing right there. He saw, and I knew that wasn't the first time she had done something like that. But it's her daddy. She know her daddy is coming. I don't care. She's coming. So the next time I went to bring Jade to uh, dinner, he was walking his dog. And I'm at the front door. Because it was me, he went to the side door. He doesn't speak to me. He doesn't look at me or anything. Her mother still, we're cordial and everything, but the father, ever since I published my book. So. That's so interesting. That Maybe the, was there something in the book that makes him uncomfortable? Is he, he in the book? You read the book. Yes. Um, my son, Joe, did the final edit in the book. My ex-wife's, my ex-wife's oldest brother did my forward in my book. Um, there's nothing wrong in the book. The only thing I see, and God forgive me if I'm wrong, is that I exposed the truth. And the truth is they took the judge in their parish that he was born and raised, and where his father is very powerful. They took my legal rights and gave them to him, and I expressed that in the book. It's the truth. And I cried back to New Orleans, and that's why... I broke down, and I, that's when I broke and titled my book, Daddy's Cry Too, or Daddy Cry Too, t- telling Jade. Because, I mean, I can talk to her, and maybe she understand what I would tell her, that I no longer have rights to her. But, again, I'm fine. If he speak to me, I'll go to dinner with him now. I have no malice in my heart or what have you. I have pain. But You know, that's so interesting because – the love that you and your ex-wife have for Jade, mm-hmm. does it give you a comfort zone knowing that she's still in a good environment? Yes. Even though he acts that way. Um, and I, I say that because when I, when my um, children's father and I divorced, when he remarried, I always tell people there's a difference between a horrible husband and a good father. He was a great father. Yes. So it didn't. I didn't care who he was married to, and I didn't care who he wasn't married to because he was going to, my kids were always going to be okay. Yes. I always knew that. And so when you say that, I, I, I wonder if you were like that. You just know she's going to make sure Jade is protected. You know she's, Jade is safe. So you don't really have to worry about anything other than that. Uh, I've, I've, they went on vacation. Uh, they go on vacation every year. I actually text him several times throughout the years. Thank you for being the father you are to my kids. I know that they are safe. And I meant that to my heart. I mean it to this day. Um, you and I have so much in common. Yes, yes. And, and I'll tell you, for my, I'm 57 now for my 39th birthday because one of my sisters died. She was singing in, uh, in a choir, shouted, fainted at church, aneurysm busting ahead, 39 years old. My other sister died at 40. My daddy died at 40. So for my 39th, I'm like, I might not make 40. I'm going to give a 39th birthday party. I invited her and him to my party. They came. There's a picture. Used to be in their house. I'm on one side of her. He's on the other side. Like I said, I'm a Zulu Associated and Pleasure Club member in New Orleans. I gave them table tickets to my table. What is that, Zulu? I'm, I'm not from Zulu New Orleans. Zulu is a 119-year-old um, um, uh, uh, males or black males organization, but we have uh, white uh, uh, males also, like 1%, 2%, or what have you. But... Um, 
um, it's a, a associated pleasure club. We, 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 we donate toys, bikes during Christmas. We give, um, uh, scholarships. We have okay. this big ball with 25,000 people in the uh, convention center every year. Uh, we, we lead off the Mardi Gras morning parade at eight o'clock in the morning or what have you. Um, it, it's a wonderful organization and to be a Zulu member around this time of the year in New Orleans, you upper echelon. So oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I'm, I'm in the mix when I come to New Orleans, yes, right? Yes, 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 <laughs> okay, yes, yes, okay. yes. And but like I said, every year I invited them to my table, my zoo, my ball table. I have two ball tables, um, seat twenty people, and I invited them. But again, um, like I said, I thank God for Him creating me to be the man. I don't hold. They'll tell you people. Some people tell me, Russell, you're crazy. I don't hold any grudges because. Um, the way I look at my life, I own nothing in my life. God owns everything. I'm just a vessel. You sound like my grandmother. <laughs> uh, I'm just a vessel. Wisdom. And, and, and so I, I, I don't, I, 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 I can't hold grudges with people. And so I, I hope that he and I can make, well, he can make amends because I, I have no malice. I have no, I mean, I, like I said, I can leave here, go back to New Orleans and take him to dinner again. I mean. That's a, that says a lot about who you are. You and I, we, like I said, we have a lot in common, and, and that was why I asked that question, because it seems like there was just so much love there yes. for your daughter. Yes. And um, people always thought I was crazy when my husband and I were getting a divorce. He was such a great father. I had to literally ask myself, would the kids be better off with him or with me? I thought I was a great mom, but I thought they would have been better off with him. Yes. And so the adults were like... Um, how can you let your children go live with their father? I said, they'll probably be better off because he was, he was president of the PTO. <laughs> you get where I'm going? Yes. And yes. so, and, and that kind of like made me think about that. And I just want to thank you again, Mr. Kelly, for, um, for coming by and looking forward to your weekly shows. I really want you guys to um, get his book, read his book, follow him on Instagram, Facebook. He is phenomenal. And I want to thank you again for coming. Any last words you want to say to the audience um, before we share, close down? Um, I, I just like to say, be truthful to yourself. Accept what cards are dealt to you and own them. Um, have compassion for the next person because you never know what that person is going through. Like myself, I, I mean, I wore a straight face but I had so much pain. And um, just be yourself. Be yourself. Thank that, you. that, that's all I can do is say be yourself. Thank you, Mr. Kelly, and I'm looking forward to, to talking with you next week. All right, sounds good. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.